All right. Well, welcome back to the school year. First of all, I think I should say it's August and most places are headed back to school. Some have already been in school. Some won't go for a little while, but this is the traditional start to the school year. It is the perfect time to bring in a new word that will just set us up for the rest of the year. So I'm excited to talk about it a little bit today. My name is Leslie Bolsert, and I am the creative director for Core Essential Values. And I'm here with my friend, Beth. Beth, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, I'm excited to be back too. It feels like it's too soon or maybe it's not soon enough. I don't know. It's been weird with the last year and a half. Um, Either way, I'm excited. So uh, my name is Dr. Beth Tramah. I'm a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at IU East in Richmond, Indiana. And I also uh, love words. I focus on behavior and communication strategies to help kids and families and have been doing that in private practice and in community-based work for about the last 17 or 18 years. And this word is really something for August after, uh, you know, the year we've had and academically wisdom. It's a good one. It is. It is wisdom. It is a good one. And I think that um, it is going to pose some interesting thoughts for some of the parents who are listening. So parents of middle schoolers and high schoolers and teenagers and adolescents, um, man, I feel like as a parent of kids that age, if I could ask for one thing every day, it would be wisdom, right? As a parent of kids that age, don't we all just want some wisdom to do it correctly and to interact with them? in the best way so that they can turn out to be the best human beings possible. I don't think there's a parent on earth who doesn't want that. Um, the problem is we, I don't, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. I'm gonna speak for me. I don't always know how to do it. I don't always have the wisdom that I want. So um, what I love about this word this month is that Core Essentials breaks it down really simply. And we say that wisdom is finding out what you should do and doing it, right? It's a two-step process. You find out what it is, and then you do it. And I love that because it makes wisdom so accessible. So I cannot wait to hear what you have to say to me and other parents of middle and high schoolers about wisdom. So, so enlighten me. Well, okay. So I feel like I'm still learning this word too in my own life. Um, and I have two middle schoolers now, but, uh, and then two little ones. And, you know, I think this word uh, is as much for us, right? We all want wisdom. We want to achieve this, this idea of wisdom. But honestly, we might not use the word wisdom with our teenagers. In fact, most people might just like turn the recording off right now if we talk about wisdom and teenagers in the same sentence. But the idea of figuring out what you should do and doing it is exactly what we want our teenagers to do. Every day, all the time, over and over until they get to be a grown up. So, as I was thinking about what is the message that I would want my teenagers to know about wisdom and maybe ways that we as parents can talk with our kids about wisdom, for me, it came down to um, kind of these top five phrases that I think really exude wisdom from a teenager if they can do these things well. And, and frankly, for us as parents. And so uh, I'm going to walk through uh, this first one. And I, I'm really interested to kind of hear your reactions as a non-psychologist. So, you know, for me yes. as a psychologist, it's so much fun to like throw these ideas out into the universe. 
because my brain thinks differently, I, I think, than m- most people. So what I think is fun and what everyone else thinks is fun, you know, it just doesn't always work. So anyway, right, my well, first, my first me. Me thing, see. right. My first thing that wisdom with teenagers must be the phrase, I need help. We have to teach our teenagers that they need to be able to be okay with asking for help. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, ooh, okay, here we go. Buckle up. First of all, it is, we have to model asking for help. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not in the way of like, it's your chore to do the dishes. I need help. You need to do the dishes. That's (laughs) not the kind of help we're talking about here. We all know the kind of help we're talking about here. And part of why I said to buckle up is a little bit for me because I like to do all the things. Mm, Yes. All the things on my own. I can do it. I was raised by a mother who did all the things on her own and I need to ask for help. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And in that comes the vulnerability, not of, not only of asking for help, but of us as adults knowing how to react to that asking for help, right? So when they have the bravery and the courage to ask for help, our reaction to that sets up whether or not they'll ever ask for help again. Yeah. So for me, wisdom is teaching them the phrase, I need help, but also realizing on our end, wisdom is when they're not saying out loud, I need help, but their behavior is saying, I need help. We need to realize this is when we need to step in and what they're saying is I need help. So that might look like a disrespectful attitude. It might look like, you know, problems sleeping or problems eating or withdrawal or comments about uh, depression or anxiety. Those behaviors may be them saying I need help. So it's, On their end, it's being able to say out loud, I need help. But on our end, it's recognizing even if they can't say it out loud, their behavior may be showing it to us. Yeah, that's great. So once we found out what we need to do, right, that they need help, then then we can take action. That's amazing. All right, what's the second one? I don't know. That's the second one. You know, I love it. Our teenagers know everything. I have people in my own life who believe they know everything. And sometimes you really don't. Powerful words. Powerful (laughs) words. That's really just all. (laughs) That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, as a parent, something so often to be reminded of. Um, And there are moments as a parent when you feel inadequate and you feel that I don't know so overwhelmingly. And then there are other moments where you just are a hundred percent sure that you do know that you absolutely know. And those are the moments I feel like I'm generally not right, (laughs) but I'm overconfident in my knowing is when I probably um, am not being super wise. Yeah. And each of these uh, five uh, phrases that I'm sharing today, I really want to just give a quick reminder here about tone and 
you know, maybe sarcasm. So these, these phrases that I'm sharing are, are really meant to be very focused on a connecting tone and not sarcasm because Mm -hmm. saying I need help and saying, I don't know, are not always relationship builders. They're not always connecting phrases. Right. And so your kid may say, I need help a lot. They may say, I don't know, and not a, a lot, but it's, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. That's not wisdom here. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really, really great point. It's the intention, not the actual words. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. What's the third one? Okay. Uh, the third one is I am not okay. Hmm. And many of us are primed. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm good. It's okay. Maybe not in every context, right? Not to the person in the middle of the store who really doesn't want to hear that you're not okay. But, you know, um, we were, we were just talking before we started about, um, conference speakers and keynotes. And one of the keynotes at our national convention, uh, three or four years ago, uh, really talked about how when a stranger, you know, he was on the subway and he was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing, and he was on his way to the Golden Gate Bridge to jump off the bridge. And um, he was on the subway and people were just kind of living their life. And actually some folks were even making fun of him for crying. And he kept saying over and over in his mind, I just wish someone would, would see me and and say, are you okay? Are you okay? And those are moments when we get to say, I'm actually not okay. And in that it gives the, the parent, it gives us as parents the opportunity to say, okay, what do you need? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one because it also requires having a strong enough relationship like you're describing that connective relationship where those words can be spoken. And sometimes the connective relationship may not be with us as parents. It may be with another adult or another peer. um, And that information may come to us from another person, which could be even more difficult to hear sometimes that other people have heard from our kid or have seen things in our kid that are, that's saying, I'm not okay. Um, so having those relationships and those connective tissues with other people is really, really important so that we can hear that message, even if our kids can't say it out loud. And, you know, this one, especially the, I'm not okay. And maybe even I need help. Those both require, uh, time and space, right? Like no one, if, if you're just busy being around the house all day long, or you're only in between appointment to soccer practice and back, but it doesn't feel like there's time and space for me to say this big thing out loud. I'm not going to say it. So we need to be creating space You know, so my, um, you know, like I said, I have two middle schoolers and I don't do this perfectly. So don't hear this story and be like, oh, well, of course, psychologist Beth, those are all figured out. But one of the things I do, um, particularly my oldest daughter, she's 13 and she doesn't talk a ton. It's just not necessarily how she was wired. 
but I just sort of like go where she is and just kind of like sit there. You know, I like, not like in a weird kind of, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there and stalk you kind of way. I realize like as I'm weird. saying this out loud, it's it's getting weirder by the second. But <laughs> so I just am like making myself available to her if there's something she wants to talk about. And so I might be playing on my phone next to her or I might be watching something on TV, but just sort of, like if you're not in their physical presence, they're not gonna be able to say it to you. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's simple, but true, right? Yeah. All right. What's your fourth one? No. It's no. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to have some people pleasing mamas or daddies on this listening here. I'm going to have some people pleasing teenagers, some folks who are worried about social capital and being popular. And if I don't say no, then they might not like me anymore. Or he's going to break up with me or she's going to break up with me if I don't say yes. Or if I don't do this thing that I don't really want to do. The best thing that we can teach our kids when we're talking about wisdom is the word no and how to accept a no from someone else. Yeah, that is so important, both to have the voice and the agency to say it and then to understand the boundaries when it's said to you. I think so many teenage relationships um, could be changed on both ends of understanding no um, and being able to say no. Um, Friendships, rumors get started, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, other significant other relationships um, hinge on the confidence to be able to have the agency to say no and then also to hear that and respect it. It's huge. It's huge as an an adult, um, but man, is it hard to do when you're a teenager. Yeah. And sometimes uh, I encourage parents to sort of practice, uh, you know, the what if scenario. So even if they're talking about something random, just walk them through like what would be different if you said no in that scenario? What would be different if you said yes? You know, sometimes, especially our teenagers, it's good for them to see the potential consequences of either way they uh interact with people in their world. And frankly, it also gives us some information about how they see the world and it, it can help us correct any misconceptions. You know, we, um, I know a lot of uh, teenagers, middle schoolers, especially who are like, I can't do that because she's not going to be friends with me anymore. If Mm -hmm. I'm not there, you know, FOMO big time. And it's like, okay, so walk me through. If you would have gone, even if you didn't want to go, what would that look like? Uh, if you said no, what would reasonably happen? What happened the last time you said no? Let's walk through that together. So they can really engage in some of that conversation with you once you, uh, you know, kind of realize where their head's at. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That's great. All right. What's the last one? The last one. I love this one so much. And I have gotten better at doing this in my own life in the last, oh, I don't know, five to 10 years. But um, this one's going to be tricky too. Uh, This final phrase that um, I believe wisdom can be with teenagers when they can get this worked out is, you matter to me. Wow. Yeah. You know, just letting people know that they matter to you. I think in the age of um, 
you know, dating, many of our teens are thinking about dating or there's pressure to be dating. And that's not really what I'm talking about here. You know, well, I mean, that, that is a, a podcast for a different day, but this is really just valuing the people around you, you know, wise people value people around them and they tell them that they value them. Yeah, that's That's huge. And that's, that is great. And that fits so well with a lot of the other values that we celebrate at Core Essentials about just letting people know how valuable they are, how much they matter, how important they are and how unique they are and what they bring to the world in that. Um, So I love that you've tied even that back to wisdom as something that wise people do, because it is true when you think about your, as a, an adult in a situation where you've worked with someone who has made you feel like you matter, it makes all the difference, right? So um, when we apply that to our teenagers, it, it, especially those who are working out who they are and what they believe about themselves to hear that they matter can just really be life-changing. Yeah, it, you never, honestly, you never know how impactful those words might mean to someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And having kids um, hear that from an adult and also be able to say that and verbalize that to people who matter to them is just what a great skill that um, will set them up for healthy relationships in the future, right? To recognize who matters to them and tell them. Yeah. So quick recap on the things that we would love for our teenagers to be able to say out loud or for us to be able to see. First, I need help. Second, I don't know. Third, I'm not okay. Fourth, no. And the last one, you matter to me. I love it so much. Hey, Beth, you matter to me. You matter to me. That's awesome. See, look at that. We're showing wisdom already. I feel so good about myself. (laughs) It's already caught on. Um, Seriously, though, I'm so excited to just continue talking about all these things that matter to us um, this year and to just let parents listen in on our conversations and hopefully be able to apply them with their teenagers as well. Um, So I know people may want to know more about the work that we do through Core Essentials, which they can find at coreessentials.org. They can find us on lots of social media as well for Core Essential Values. But they may want to know about you and how to make their words matter for good. How might they find out about that? My website is makewordsmatterforgood.com. And on Facebook, I am MWM with kids, make words matter, make words matter, MWM with kids. Um, But honestly, Leslie, I have taken kind of a hiatus from social media. Um, So if people go to my Facebook page right now, um, it may have not, they don't have a lot of posts yet, but I'm going to get back into it. I just really needed a break. I tried to be wise. Yo, I, that is showing wisdom, but I'll say, but they don't have to find very new posts to be able to go back through the things that you've posted over True. the past several years that are very, very valuable pieces of information that I would say are timeless and don't need to have come up in August of 2021 to still be applicable to their lives and their kids' lives. So I would still encourage people to check that out, even though you may, you may not be looming in the social media world right now, your presence is still there. So, hey, I appreciate you talking with me today and I look forward to what the year brings and um, how we can show wisdom and find out what to do and then do it. So um, let's, let's try it together. What do you think? I love it. I always love chatting. I would love to hear from listeners. If they have questions or thoughts, we'd always love to engage those too.
Absolutely. That would be great. So um, we're in the um, information about the podcast. We will make sure that you have a way to reach out to us because um, we would definitely love to hear from folks who have questions or things that maybe we should talk about and as we talk about teenagers this year. So great. Awesome. Well, let's check in again in September. How about that? Sounds perfect. All right. See you then. See ya.